0: You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now instead of staying stuck in wishing and hoping and dreaming it was different? That is the question. And if you haven't taken our free course yet, unburdened, finding balance, living alongside autism, make sure you click the link in the show notes. It's www.notyouraverageautismmom.com forward slash free course and get registered. My name is Shannon Urkiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. And in this free course, I teach you things that I learned along the way that changed my life. And I live this autism parenting journey day in and day out, just like you. All right, stay with me and let's get on to this week's episode. Episode 134, Food and Body Awareness. Well, hello, my friends thank you for coming to hang out with me for a little while today. Today I am talking about something that is really personal to me and has been something that we have struggled with in our home along this journey. And I'm sure that many of you do too in one way or another. You know, as a parent to a child on the spectrum, we know firsthand the struggle from sensory issues to communication barriers and everything in between. And when it comes to food, these challenges can be a lot. For many of our children, food seeking is a constant source of frustration and anxiety. They may constantly ask for food, even when they might've just eaten, Or maybe they fixate on specific foods or textures of foods and won't even entertain any other foods. Sometimes, no matter how much they eat, they never seem to feel full, which can lead to weight gain and other health issues along the way. Maybe they have a limited range of foods that they will eat, And many times, those are referred to in our autism world as beige foods, right? That's pasta, tortillas, chicken nuggets, french fries. Well, for us, Jordan has always been a food seeker. And what I can tell you is that it creates challenges in so many areas beyond just our home. Now, in our house our refrigerator and our pantry are locked 24 seven, except when we are cooking and eating. And on top of that, we have made a small pantry area in our closet, in our bedroom, for what we like to call quick grab foods that we can't even leave in the pantry because if we're cooking and he can put it in his pocket or open it and take a big, uh, you know, scoop with his finger, like peanut butter, then it can't be in the pantry. And yes, this is our life. And to us, it's just normal. But it's quite interesting if we have anyone visiting and staying here. Because of course, we're like, hey, by the way, before we all, you know, turn in for the night, do you need a water or anything before bed? Because there's no getting anything in this house after bedtime. It's like Fort Knox around here. And, you know, it's really, it's more than that. I mean, think about going on vacation with a group of people or even just going to stay with family who just can't imagine that Jordan would literally hit the fridge or the pantry in the middle of the night. Yeah. We travel with locks and, we pray that their appliances and pantry will work with our (laughs) locks and unfortunately this is something that we have just never figured out right we don't know the answer we don't know why we considered prater willie syndrome which if you don't know what that is food seeking is one of the signs of Prader-Willi syndrome, it's a constant craving for food, which can result in rapid weight gain, and they never feel full. Which you know, that's just one of the many complications, um, you know, that come along with it. And then there was a time that we thought it might be medication when we were on the medication merry-go-round. But like I said. We never found an actual answer. So still today, and he is 26 years old, we have to do things in our life that just aren't typical. But to us, it is our life and it's just what we do. So while there is no definite answer, there are several factors that may contribute to this behavior. The first of them You know, many children with autism have a heightened sense of smell or taste or texture, which can make certain foods just unappealing to them. They might also have difficulty communicating their hunger or fullness, which in turn can lead to overeating. And some of our kids might engage in food seeking behavior as a form of self stemming, which to them can be calming or soothing. Right. Another thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is what's called interception, which is a term used to describe the process in which the body perceives and interprets internal body signals like hunger thirst pain you might also have heard it referred to as interoceptive awareness right when they're referring to it when we're talking about sensory issues so i wonder do any of your children seem to have a very high pain tolerance or maybe they don't drink enough that is jordan And interception is an important aspect of just overall body awareness, and it's critical to many of our basic functions like regulating hunger and thirst, controlling our breathing and our heart rate, and sensing and responding to pain. For many of our kids on the spectrum, their interception can be impaired or disrupted. And when it is, it can contribute to food-seeking behaviors, as well as other health issues like dehydration or poor nutrition. And for our kids who also have anxiety, interception may be hypersensitive, right? Which leads to a heightened awareness of body sensations like their heart rate, Breathing, which, you know, in corresponding, you know, what that does is that just increases their anxiety or their p- symptoms of panic. And as parents, it can be challenging to manage these food seeking behaviors. However, there are some strategies that you can use to help them develop a healthy relationship with food altogether. And I think that's kind of what I want to talk about today. I want to give you some ideas and some strategies that you might be able to use depending on what kind of food issues you're dealing with in your home. And first, I think that it's important that you have to eliminate any underlying medical or psychological issues that might be possible. Like many of our kids have GI issues. And that can affect their appetite or their digestion or constipation, or maybe they have co-occurring conditions like anxiety or ADHD. And those can also impact their eating habits. I think you also have to recognize that if they have food-seeking uh, tendencies or they never feel full those things might be driven by their sensory issues. And you can often work with your child's OT therapist because they can often help develop a more uh, varied and balanced diet that can take their sensory needs into account. And I know many OT therapists also specialize in food therapy, another thing you might want to look at. Another thing that you can do is use visual supports, right? Create a visual schedule for meals and snacks, showing them what healthy portions look like. You know, many of us have used social stories to help them understand expectations around eating, like using utensils, waiting their turn. You can do the same thing with portion sizes and teaching them to eat to enough. I think one of the best things that you can do is, you know, to also create a positive and supportive environment around food. For many of our kids, mealtimes can be stressful and overwhelming, especially if they feel pressured to try new foods or maybe to eat quickly. So try to create a calm and relaxing environment around food right turn off the television anything that will help them feel more comfortable to and open to trying something new maybe you dim the lights maybe you have soft music or maybe you're just allowing them the time they need to eat at their own pace you also want to establish regular mealtime routines because that can help them understand when it's time to eat and when it's time to stop and I know for some of us and our family dynamics, that can be really difficult. But what it does, it not only gives them a sense of predictability and control over their environment, but it can also be very calming for them. You also want to provide them with healthy snacks throughout the day, right? That can keep their blood sugar levels stable and help prevent them from feeling overly hungry. Choose snacks that are low in sugar, high in protein, cheese, nuts, yogurt. Those are things that will keep them feeling full longer. And I know our kids often have a limited range of foods that they will eat, but I also want to encourage you to continue to offer them a variety of foods to help them expand their palate. Don't give up. You want to continue to encourage them to try new things and don't get discouraged, mama. Don't get discouraged. And for those of you, for our members, I just want to let you know, we added several new resources in the member portal this month on food aversions and practical strategies that you can find in the family resource section. So make sure that you go check those out too. You know, this is fun stuff that we go through, right? It's like, This never ending maze of uncertainty. And I, when I was doing this episode, I thought back to a few years ago, and some friends of ours were renting this amazing cabin in Highlands, North Carolina. And there were going to be like 15 of us going, and it sounded like so much fun. And I remember I was like, sure, yeah, we'll come. Well, because Dave is such a voice of reason and balances my often impulsivity really well. He said, what about the food? Jeez, I would have never even thought about that. But he was right. I mean, think about, you know, vacations with a lot of people. What is there everywhere? Food. <laughs> food in the refrigerator food all over the kitchen on the island food downstairs in the playroom where the pool table is there was no way unless we locked jordan in a room overnight that this was going to work for us we can't possibly expect everyone to adapt to meet the needs of our family we can't expect them to lock up all the food on their vacation And you know what? This is just our life. There are some things along this journey that our families just cannot do. So what if you just accept that without being mad or feeling sorry for yourself and just know that while you might not be able to do some things, there are so many other things that you can do. And just do more of those things and the thing is if you find yourself wallowing in all the challenges and feeling sorry for yourself what i can tell you is this will be a long and miserable life so instead of that what if you're just willing to learn willing to accept all the hard in the midst of the chaos And just know that every difficult moment and challenge along the way is teaching you something. It's teaching you something that you're gonna do different next time. And when you do that, I promise it makes this journey a lot easier. And it makes it more of an adventure when you're open and willing to learn. Don't stay stuck in how hard your life is Or you won't be present in what is right now. And that, mama, that is what is most important. Take time to find the good in every day. Because I promise, even when you feel like you're in quicksand, and I know I've been there many times, there is good there too. And when you look for it, you're training your brain to look for more of it. And as a reminder if you're still thinking about joining us inside our private membership this is the final week to join and then we're closing our doors so don't wait because it's an amazing place to be there is no other place that offers you what we do for our low monthly membership fee and we would love to work with you inside so head on over to the website www.notyouraverageautismmom.com. You can get all the details over there and uh, we would love to work with you inside. All right, my friends, that is all for this week. And if you haven't joined the Not Your Average Autism Mom movement page on Facebook, I put the link in the show notes. So be sure that you click on the link in the show notes, request to join. And until next week, have a great week ahead. And remember, above all, you, mama, are doing amazing at this mom thing. Hey, so if you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, I want to ask you to take a minute and write a review. That's how we reach more moms just like us. And that is how you can pay it forward to help another mom who might be struggling right now. I also want to invite you to check out our Not Your Average Autism Mom membership. That's where we dive deeper into all the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day. When you become Not Your Average Autism Mom, you take on an identity with an incredible community of women across the globe, all raising autistic children who all show up to show the world they are not your average autism mom. It's my favorite place to be. So head on over to the website, www.notyouraverageautismmom.com to find out all the details. And listen, if we're not open for new members right now, make sure you join the wait list. So you're the first to know when we open. We hope you do. We would love to work with you inside.